Good morning and welcome. And we are joined at this time, as we are every other week, by Congressman Greg Pence, who represents Indiana's 6th Congressional District. Good morning to you, Congressman. Morning, Tom. How are you? Uh, not too bad for a Monday. And, uh, you know, great weather uh, so far this weekend. It uh, doesn't feel quite like fall, but apparently it's going to, uh, the worm is going to turn, as they say. And that's good. And then the leaves are going to turn, and I, that is just my favorite time of year. I, I just love it. And when and when you're out and about making your rounds, Congressman, uh, you know you get the extra foliage to uh, check out the scenery and everything, and it's uh, it's got to be a great thing. It is, you know, as we've talked before, Tom. I come home every weekend. Last week I was out in the district, and I I will tell you what I, I feel like a semi truck ran over me. It was a long, long week to include all the way <laughs> until I got home about midnight Saturday night. I was I was out at the, at an event. Uh, I was out at parades all day Saturday and. So it was lots of fun. I actually got, I I actually stopped by WRBI in Batesville. Yes, you um, did. <laughs> uh, one day last week. Yeah, yeah. that was fun. It's was, it was great to uh, see you and your staffers last week. Yeah, we we did. Uh, we were Batesville, Versailles, uh, Rushville, Greensburg, uh, Henry County, meeting with the economic development folks, Columbus. Uh, we, we had a number of meetings here in Columbus, both uh, with the hospital, uh, IUPUC. So, yeah, you know, this week I have to go out tomorrow out to D.C., probably just for the day. We're going to have what's called a – well, we'll have a vote, and we'll have a vote on the debt ceiling. And then we also have this week a consumer protection committee hearing where I've introduced a bill – uh, and we're going to consider about 10 bills. That's called regular order, where we actually do it the right way instead of we get handed a bill and go have to vote on it without it having gone through committee. So, um, and it's a good it's a good bill. Um, there's they're good bills that we'll be considering in this committee. I, I find my Energy and Commerce Committee is very bipartisan, um, it, uh, unless unless it's bills that are simply handed on from leadership in uh, in their party. But uh, so I'm looking forward to the little bit of time I'll spend out in D.C. this week. The rest of the time I'll be uh, uh, out and about in the district here. And some other things that uh, you had on your plate last week, uh, voting no on House Resolution 3755. Yeah, that's... Uh... You know, that's always a difficult one for a lot of folks. This one is, uh, it is an abortion bill. Be very frank about it. And there is no limit on the term of when a person could have an abortion to include up to the time of delivery. And uh, I won't say much about that because I I, I get pretty upset about something like that. It passed in the House. Uh, but it will not be taken up by the Senate. It also prohibited um, uh, health care providers uh, from sharing with parents whether their child, and I'm talking about a minor, would want, would want to have some uh, uh, abortion or sex change. And, um, you know, I'm just uh, very, very unhappy with that bill that they brought it before. I know some 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 of my Democratic friends that believe in pro-choice uh, were were found that bill to be abhorrent too, and and was even a bridge too far for some of those folks. So what a shame! What a shame! 
And then also uh, the uh, stopgap uh, stop uh, funding measure, uh, House Resolution uh, 5305. Uh, you're also uh, voting no on that one. Yeah, that's a debt ceiling. I voted no. Um, you know, right now, as we look at the, you know, nobody has enough. Uh, um, we have 11 million jobs available in this country, and they and they only filled 194 uh, in September. Now, if you do the math, that means it's going to take about 50 months uh, to fill the jobs. Everyone is looking for for help. That is adding to the inflation and the supply disruptions, which are getting worse and worse. I walked into a convenience store on Sunday in between parades, and I was going to buy myself, a, you know, some, um, some, something to drink. And I looked over and I said to the cashier, you're, you're three-quarters empty uh, in your coolers there, great big long wall. And she said, yeah, our suppliers can't get us water Pepsi, Coke, uh, milk, uh, you know, juices, uh, they just don't have the supply. And, and, and so the, we have an economic problem that adding all these expenses and just not addressing this debt, we, we have to sit down and be reasonable about this. And so uh, it did pass. Uh, it will go to December when the Democratic Party is going to have to figure out how they're going to do that and what they're going to do with the infrastructure bills. Um, I'm, I'm pretty optimistic that cooler heads are going to prevail, and, and maybe we'll come up with a good infrastructure bill and not something that's just going to just shoot inflation up more and more, which in the bills that they we have been considering they can't get passed, uh, there are methane fees, which call that a gas tax or a carbon tax. Uh, forget about, uh, uh, you know, the step up and what it'll do to farmers. There's just a lot of taxes that will only exasperate the supply um, chain as well as uh, hurt small businesses and farmers. And another one that uh, you're working on, you're co-sponsoring a House Resolution 4820, the uh, Border Security for America Act of uh, 2021. And uh, what are some of the particulars of that? Yeah, that's right, Tom. The, this is, uh, as a minority Republican in the House, you, if you get a, get a bill, you have to convince Democrats to, to, to work with you. And I did. I was very fortunate. Um Angie Craig up in Minnesota. It's a rural telehealth access task force, and it it, it asks the FCC, the USDA, uh, HHS, and the National Telehealth Communication Information Administration to prioritize rural telehealth. You know, you and I have talked about what Boone uh, broadband slash telehealth is uh, during the pandemic, and let's let's formalize that and bring all the agencies together that are working on it separately and figure out how we can expedite in a very cost-effective manner something that we all know uh, is something is a, it's a fabulous opportunity for us to expand, and this would be infrastructure, uh, rural broadband, but make sure that that we focus it in rural areas. Because, you know, uh, if you live in the bigger cities uh, in the district, uh, you have a hospital, you have access to many of the healthcare services you would need, certainly critical care. But boy, you get a little further out into the country, 
and uh, you don't have uh, um, either um, mental or physical health care readily available, but telehealth is an opportunity to do that. And this, I, I'm very optimistic about this bill uh, because of uh, the co-sponsor that will actually have all these agencies come together and figure out how we can prioritize rural telehealth. Now, will uh, this involve, uh, say, for example, uh, bringing these parties together, maybe uh, testifying either on Capitol Hill or through Zoom or whatever uh, whatever method? Uh, will that be a part of the process? Well, it could, but, you know, if you, we've done a little bit of our homework ahead of time, Tom, and even these agencies think this is a good idea. They, uh, uh, there's been a problem with rural broadband, not a problem, but USDA has, a, has one specific jurisdiction, and then the FCC, Federal Communications Commission, has a jurisdiction. And they even knew that they, you know, they're working separately, and I don't think they would mind, and they, we know they, they won't mind if we bring everybody to the table, which I already did, gave them the authority to do this. This would be a task force that would help them focus collectively on rural and prioritize their rural in their conversations. And that we already know that they, they would, they would like to do that, but we have to give them the authority to do that. All right. So with that, we're going to go ahead and take a timeout and we'll be back with more. And we'll talk about uh, the Camp Atterbury situation with Congressman Greg Pence right after this. Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. Let To Go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To Go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville To Go, big city convenience, small town taste. And welcome back to The Daily Pod. I'm Tom Snape as we continue our conversation with Congressman Greg Pence. And uh, Congressman, uh, you had a, another um, uh, bipartisan congressional delegation uh, visiting uh, Camp Atterbury. And uh, can you uh, tell us how that went? Yeah, thanks, Tom. You know, we're uh, congressmen, congresswomen have a responsibility of oversight is one of their constitutional duties. And I invited um, uh, all of the delegation, meaning all the Congress people from Indiana. Uh, um, Andre Carson, the Democrat from Indianapolis, was able to make it. Larry Bouchon uh, from Evansville could make it. Jim Baird uh, from the west side of the state was able to make it. Uh, and, um, you know, we, we went on a tour. Uh, it is my fourth trip. Uh, I wanted those folks to see what's going on there. Uh, I can tell you, I'm, I'm very, very proud, uh, happy to see uh, how we went from nobody was there to help uh, process Afghanistanis, uh, and then now uh, they've done such a great job. The, the National Guard, the Army, HHS, uh, and just the state of Indiana, uh, Navy, Marines, Army, Air Force, all those folks have really done a fabulous job of uh, getting those people through the medical vetting, meaning they do a physical. Uh, they give them all the shots uh, to include COVID shots, uh, unlike folks that come across the border, which I scratch my head. We do such a good job here at Camp Atterbury. Why aren't we, if people are coming across the border and we're allowing them to stay, why don't we give them shots and, and check them for measles, mumps, 
typhoid, diphtheria, and all that kind of stuff. They did that at Camp Atterbury. Uh, and then they're also doing the security check on the folks. As of about 10 days ago, 170 had been able to leave. Most of those were American citizens with passports and um, uh, uh, green cards. And they, but they had been vetted. Uh, they had gone through all, all the process. There's a five-step. They also give them a little bit of an orientation of American culture. Some of, the, some of the folks are from the big cities in Afghanistan. Some are from very rural with very different traditions uh, and understandings. They also give, kind of teach them here's the way our laws work, things you can and can't do that might be a little different. Uh, and again, it's all our troops, all our National Guard, State of Indiana, just doing a great job. I feel real good about that. You dump, you dump 6,000, almost 7,000 people into a spot um, over a three-week period. You know, you, you have a lot of concern about what may or may not happen. And I think they've just done a, a great job and, and, we'll, and are going to continue to do a good job. So, And I think all my peers felt the same. They had not seen what I had seen in my three previous uh, uh, and, and there's a lot of rumors out there, Tom, that that we were able to, uh, you know, kind, kind of like this conversation right here, tell people that now it's uh, it's not as wild as some of the things you've heard or some some of the some of the maybe shock jocks uh, put on the radio, which was inappropriate, too. Mm, OK. And then, of course, as you mentioned, the uh, that's uh, quite the. Um the uh, list, uh, kind of a cross-section of uh, different uh, beliefs and parts of the state uh, who were involved in that uh, trip with you uh, last week to Atterbury. Yeah, and, you know, the, the good, I got to tell you, people say, people said, someone said to me one time, do you all have assigned seating when you go and vote on the House floor? And I said, no, why? Well, I saw you all on C-SPAN together talking to each other, and you, I see you all the time. I said, well, we work together. You know, I represent Indiana's 6th District and the state of Indiana. I try to prioritize, prioritize the 6th District, but, you know, we all do pull together for the state of Indiana. And I, it's not we're, – we're not totally unique in that, uh, but we, sir, we are – the Indiana politicians have – Congress people have a great reputation uh, for working together on things. Yeah, and it seemed like uh, for the most part uh... – at least in the past years that I've seen, at least when uh, working at the uh, the state house, it seemed to there seemed to be a, a bit of uh, I guess uh, I don't know what the right word is congeniality, but uh, the fact that uh, people are working together no matter uh, political parties, uh, trying to get uh, things done for their constituents. Yeah, I know we we own Hoosier hospitality, and it's a real thing. People say to me all the time, you know, all all of you Hoosiers are just nice people. Yeah, what you're you're supposed to be, right? I mean, we're polite, respectful, and, and so that goes a long way in being able to work with other people. Yep, as it was it the yeah the golden rules they say you know, so. Yeah, yep. And yeah. as far as uh, uh, this coming week, uh, you mentioned uh, you're going to be uh, briefly in the nation's capital. Uh, what else do you have uh, on your uh, plate for this coming up for this week? Well, I kind of see. I've, uh, I will, of course, today is a holiday, uh, federal holiday, so we will not be going out and about today. I'll have some meetings uh, tomorrow morning, and then I head out to D.C., and, and I'm not real sure what I can fit in on Friday. It depends on, 
You know, sometimes I went out for a markup committee on energy and commerce about a month ago. And uh, those meetings started at 10 o'clock in the morning and ended at 3 o'clock a.m. the next day. I'm not complaining. So I, at, at this at this time, I just don't know what Thursday and Friday's flexibility will be. So we'll see. If if I got the time, I'll, we'll get in the van. We'll be out and about. All right. So be uh, visiting the district and so forth. And, of course, as always, um, you know, constituent services is uh, what you're about. And if you can give uh, folks uh, contact information on where uh, they can go for help if they have a uh, uh, problem or uh, or an issue that they want to or voice an opinion on something, uh, where can they go for that? Yeah, thanks, Tom. Pence.house.gov. Pence.house.gov. Uh, it's uh, got all the telephone numbers, office, uh, um, and, and you can just send us an email on that site, too. So give us a shout and we'll help out. Well, Congressman Greg Pence, we appreciate your time this morning and and on a federal holiday at that. And uh, again, uh, all the best. And uh, we will talk to you in two weeks. Okay, thanks, Tom. I'm Tom Snape for The Daily Pod.